Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Real Presence Radio. We've got... Father Corey Nelson, the pastor of St. Thomas Church in Tioga. And Lori Leffer. We are your host today in this wonderful weather that I think the whole United States pretty much is feeling today. Yes, we're trying to stay warm. Yes, get out those polar bear coats. (laughs) (laughs) Wish we did have a coat like the polar bears right now. We could be out there having a lot of fun. (laughs) Yes, it's good to have you all here today. and We have a wonderful show ahead speaking on vocations. And uh, Lori and I will be uh, your hosts today. And we welcome you to Tioga, North Dakota. Yes, <clears throat> it's a beautiful, lovely uh, uh, countryside out here, Father. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we're yes. in the heart of the oil field out here in yep. Northwest North Dakota. And we're going to be our first guest. It, we're going to be going over to the eastern side of the mm-hmm. state of North Dakota, which is on the border of. Uh, Minnesota, mm-hmm. so um, Minnesota North Dakota border there, and uh, welcome, Mother Madonna. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good so morning. you, so you are uh, our mother in the Carmel of Mary in Wapiton over there. Yes, exactly. Yep. Well, you're speaking to Lori Leffer, and we've got Father Corey Nelson. And we are going to be talking about your life in Carmel over there today. Uh, Father's going to start us out with a prayer this morning. All right. Let's okay. begin yeah. inv- invoking the intercession of our Blessed Mother. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being on with us today, Mother. Would you please tell us about your, a little bit about yourself? And, and a little bit about what Carmel is over yeah. there. For Now, you're in the con, uh, uh, cloistered uh, abbey. Right? Is it called? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's a cloistered monastery, mm-hmm. and and the sisters here were all Carmelites, and we are contemplatives. So that means that we spend our life, all day in our life, in prayer for the needs of the world and for everybody. And so um, I entered Carmel in 1989. So I've been here almost 32 years, and I am the prioress here at Carmel of Mary, and, um, oh, and the we, sisters... Oh, 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 I, thought, I thought we lost you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Um, so we are on the air. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. All right. I just want to make sure that... All right. And so then... Um, so I've been the priors now here for six years, and um, helping the sisters journey through our way of life here of prayer. And so um, I don't know if you then want to ask other questions about the life here. 
Sure, yeah. Uh, First off, thank you for answering that call, uh, Mother, uh, to uh, this wonderful vocation of praying all day long (laughs) for the souls of the world. It's a beautiful and uh, very difficult vocation, I'm sure, to answer. Um, You told us you're the prioress there. What does a prioress mean for those listeners that are wondering that? Okay, yes. Then um, what the prioress does here is she is the one that... um, will answer the phone and also the doorbell um, when people come here if they should need um, prayers because that's what we're here for, to pray for the needs of the world. And we always welcome um, the people that are listening to call in and to leave us their prayer intentions because we want them to know that they are not on their journey by themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's a very important thing to know that although we are in the chapel praying a great deal of the day, we still want them to know that they can call us at any time and leave their prayer intentions on the answering machine. And then as soon as prayer is over with, I usually come and I listen to those prayer intentions. And then um, right then and there, as I'm listening to them, I'm offering them up to our Lord and asking our Lord to, to help them, you know, and oftentimes people will call back and and thank us for those prayers that they did experience now all of us here this is this is very important to us to receive those intentions and a lot of times people don't know that Mm -hmm. um you know to send those prayer intentions in yeah. Okay. Now, um, sis, uh, mother, <laughs> sorry if I slip up and call you sister. <laughs> oh no, that's all right. No, that's perfectly fine. I am a sister. Because <laughs> I know you're a sister, but you're you're the mother of the sisters. Now that might sound strange to, um, especially some of the, our, our listeners that are not Catholic or know right. Catholicism. Um, explain a little bit how you don't just pop in and get the choice to be mother. Or a sister. Right. There, there are the right. certain, uh, uh, do, I don't want to call them steps, the certain levels to your vocation being called. And uh, maybe you could tell us, start out by telling us about your call of how you heard uh, the Lord calling you just really briefly. And then the first step and what you remember um, from that. Okay. All right. Um I'm going to give you the condensed version of my call, and then if it's not clear, be sure and let me know. Um, I felt the call when I was in the first grade, and um, it was yeah, it was um, at the catechism class that we were having. It was the first day that the teacher handed out the books that we're going to use for the year. So when she handed out the book to me, and I took it from her hands, there was a picture of Jesus on it. And the minute I saw that picture of Jesus something within me was attracted immediately to him. Oh, wow. And you're you're giving knew, me chills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I want to say it was like falling in love if you can do that in first grade. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so by second grade, I was already searching what it meant to have a call. And nobody could really um, answer that for me. And one day I went to confession And after Father gave me the absolution, I asked him, I said, what does that mean to be called? And he said, let me ask you some questions. So he asked me about 10 questions, and at the end he said, I believe you are being called to religious life, to give yourself totally to our Lord as his spouse. And I was like, oh my goodness, that is so wonderful. So I (laughs) went home, yeah, and and I called my family, you know, my siblings and my parents, and I said, I got great news. And they're like, what, what? And I said, 
father just told me that Jesus is calling me to be his, to be like his spouse. And then there was dead silence. <laughs> and my siblings just walked away, and my parents are looking at me. They said, we need to talk. I said, we do? And they said, yes. And, and so we sat down, and my parents said, now, we want you to get married and have lots of children and live next door. And I'm like, my whole world was like crushed. I was like, what? You know, that didn't sound attractive to me at all. Wow. Yeah. And so, and then, you know, and then they said, we don't want you to talk about becoming a nun. You know, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. Wow. You know, so then time went on and my senior year came and um, my father said, well, what are you going to do with your life? Are you going to go on to college? Or are you going to do this? Yet? And I looked at him and I said, I still want to become a nun. Huh. And he says, take something else out. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what oh, year goodness. was this, Mother? What, what okay. year was this? This would have been in 1984. I graduated okay. in 1984. Okay. So we had, year. we had <laughs> some changes going on in the Catholic Church. Yeah. At, that, at time, yeah. that time, too, in the world. The world was you know, coming out of different things. Mm-hmm. There's things going on. And we're, do we have, do you, Father and Mother, do you remember what year was it when the um, the Wall of China came down and Russia, all the things with Russia? Russia's, yeah, the, the, so that the was Iron the, Curtain yeah. kind of thing, yeah. Um, when was, that was in the 80s, I believe, right? Um, but, I, um, I think... You see, I had entered in 89, so I was thinking it did yep. sometime after 89, because it seems like I was already in the monastery by then. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so, the, so life was not necessarily focused on being Catholic, because I remember right. growing up, and mm-hmm. I would I ask questions, and um, uh, uh, I would never get an answer. Hmm. You know, and especially yeah. from the re- religious, they would not answer me. Hmm. And I, right. sister, started out, or mother started out with um, uh, sisters teaching me uh, in school, Aww. and then we went to mm-hmm. then we went to public school mm-hmm. because of all yeah. those changes and everything. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Okay. So you knew from yeah. a young age, mother, that that Jesus was yeah. calling you to be his bride. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so then, with my parents. Um, not agreeing with my desires to become a nun, then I I took it to prayer again and asked our Lord what He wanted me to do with my life. You know, mm-hmm. I, I because I always wanted to be obedient to my parents. That was the first thing. Mm-hmm. And after much prayer, then one day after um, school, I was driving home and I felt an inspiration to drive into a parking lot. And then I I did. I drove in there. And then before me was the recruiter's offices for the military. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was saying to our Lord, who, me? I'm not military material at all. And then thought never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the inspiration was like, yes. And so I went into the Navy recruiter. And he mm. said, what can I do for you? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. You know, and I says, um, he said, you're going to have to cut your hair. I said, no, thank you. So I went into the Air Force recruiter. <laughs> And then I did enter the Air Force, and I was in for four years. Hmm. And it was in my third year of the Air Force that a friend asked me, is God calling you to the religious life? And I Hmm. couldn't deny it. I said, yes. And she says, well, you need to start preparing. And so I had one more year left in the Air Force. And then it was during that last year in the Air Force that I found Carmel of Mary, and I came and I visited. And they said, as soon as you're done with your military 
your fourth year, they said you can enter. And wow. so then I did tell my, my, my father, asked me, well, what, are you going to make the Air Force a career because you're doing so well? I says, no. I says, Dad, I'm going to do what I've always wanted to do. And he's like, he says, what's that? And I said, become a nun. And he's like, oh, oh. he says, it's like, where? And I'm like, North Dakota. And he says, oh, my goodness. It's so far away. And I'm like, yeah, Dad. I says, but you know what? Every time I just... Hear the word North Dakota or see the things from the monastery. It's just like, you know, it speaks to me. It just calls me. Hmm. And, you know, the day I entered the monastery, the enclosure, it was like heaven begun on earth. And it's like, you know, I felt like a fish out in the world. But when I entered the monastery, it was like I was now able to swim in an ocean of love. Beautiful. It is. It is a beautiful life. And, you know, nobody will really know the beauty of this life until they enter, mm-hmm. until they have the call to enter also, you know, but I can't yeah. think of anything better to do on earth than to pray for the needs of the people. It really means that much to me. That is, that's great. Do you think, yeah. Mother, that um, a lot of young women, maybe maybe even in your situation, who have parents that are not yeah. op- open to that vocation and, and maybe yeah. they miss, miss their call or they're afraid to enter because uh, their family members aren't on board with that and, and so out right, of fear yeah. they don't answer it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, um, we do get a lot of women that call us in their 50s and 60s and, th- and tell me, you know, I did have the call, and I didn't answer it. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they now they want to enter, and, they, and, I, and I ask them, do you have children, do you have grandchildren? And they say yes. And I'm like, well, then I think that you really need to be there for your grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Maybe not for your children, but for your grandchildren. I think yeah. children nowadays need grandparents, and they have an important role in their grandchildren's lives. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, Mother, we are coming up on a break, and okay. we will we will talk more in depth on um, all of this when we come back. This is just okay. wonderful and so uplifting mm-hmm. that um, you you know you you have just given us a, a very good example of. Um, that you know we do need to listen to our parents we do have a process to follow in life but we do need to be aware that there is a call out there for each of us in a vocation and um whether that's a single uh consecrated religious life or religious life as a brother or a sister or a nun a pre the priesthood um uh, being a priest within the brotherhood um but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about some of these details right on the other side of this break please come and join us on rural presence radio Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. 
Have you forgiven those who have hurt you, especially those who abandoned or left you after taking their own life? I'm Father Chris Alar. Jesus says that you can only be forgiven by God if you forgive others. It is one of the most important things you can ever do. For if you don't, you are jeopardizing your own salvation. When you refuse to forgive someone, you are not hurting them. You are only hurting yourself. Forgiveness is a critical part of the healing process, which includes forgiving yourself. Also, forgiveness may not be nearly as difficult as you think. So join us and learn how to forgive, and God can fully forgive you through His love and mercy. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. For more than 20 years, the University of Mary has watched students thrive through affordable, flexible, and formative online education programs. Now, we are delighted to announce the expansion of these offerings with the robust portfolio of advanced education options created intentionally for the Catholic working professional. Our programs offer accelerated formats with classes beginning every five weeks throughout the year and the potential for a return on your investment in the very first year. Visit us at catholicprofessional.life. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. Uh, We are here, Father Corey Nelson and Lori Leffer at St. Thomas in Tioga, and we are talking to Mother Madonna Carmel of Mary in Wapaton, and she's explaining to us her vocation, her call, uh, and she's going to mention some more things about that and how we, as uh, children of God, can hear his call and listen to his call when he's uh, asking a certain vocation for from us. So, Mother, welcome back. Thank you for yeah, your... Yeah, thank you. Having, thank you for being with us today. Um, as we were talking about vocations, what we're, we're going to mm-hmm. go into, what are some ways that we can open our hearts to the call that God has for us? Um, one of the important things that I think should happen is that one needs to set aside time in their day to sit in silence and solitude with our Lord. Because when He speaks, His voice is so gentle and soft that if you're not totally in silence and solitude, you may not hear it. You know, it might come, and you might not hear it if the radio is on or if something else is on distracting you from, you know, really listening to his voice. So, um, and I realize that that's more and more difficult as our technology increases. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a lot of gadgets and things that, you know, keep our mind occupied. So if one could just start out with five minutes a day, that would be great, and then build on that, because then you will definitely know God is working in your life mm-hmm. and seeing how he does that. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, and, and even if we're at work or wherever we, our yes. position is at the time, if yes. we're stranded somewhere, you know, just right. take five minutes, um, you know, set that set that work aside or the anger aside or the rush that you're in. Um yeah. Take and set it aside mm-hmm. and listen. Yeah. So, okay, so we, we hear this call, but yeah. we struggle with it. Now, yeah. should, does that mean that I shouldn't come to experience um, something at your beautiful convent over in Wapaton? It, and it's a gorgeous layout. I've been there. 
um, right. like I, I was able to come with my children on a retreat to your place. Yeah. I didn't. I, I was yeah. on the other side of the bars because you guys, right. you, you you are cloistered. That means that you are right. away. But I was still able right. to be there, and and you right. just go right. low. I mean, you could just feel mm-hmm. the presence, and right. um, you know, yes. um, yeah. So explain to us someone who wants to approach you now in your capacity it would have to be a female um there are male carmelites but not at your convent right right exactly and we do have um carmelite friars and carmelite hermits here in the united states also so if a young man does feel that desire to enter carmel um then i can help him discern the different carmelite hermits that they have and also the friars and where they are in the United States. So I'm always open to that, too. And we have um, a guest house, and we have two guest rooms, and they are both open to male or female um, that want to come and maybe just spend some time in prayer. They want to spend time in the chapel listening to um, the Gregorian chant, us mm-hmm. chanting the Psalms. So, um, you know, young men are also able to come if they're to just need some time of silence and solitude, and they can take advantage of the house over there um, and spend some time over there, or young women, too. And even if a young woman doesn't feel drawn to religious life, she can still come and spend maybe a couple hours here just Mm -hmm. at the chapel being with our Lord, um, discerning what He wants of her, you know, so... Let's yes. say that they um, <clears throat> that this young lady um, decided that you know what I think I need to join here. I, I need to be on the other yes. side to see what you do. Yes. What, what is the first step there then? Okay, what um, she'll do is that she'll come and we'll talk in the speaker room. We could talk on the phone about that desire, and then um, I, I normally have to ask several questions um, to make sure that um, how the call how our Lord is drawing her and where he's drawing her, if this is really um, where he's calling her. And after we discern that and and I say, yes, you know, we need to further this, then she would come and spend like a week with us on the outside. Mm -hmm. Um, She would stay in the guest room. And then like she says, you know what, I feel the desire is growing and growing. And then we would have her come in as an aspirant and she could have like a, a, a live-in and be with us for a certain length of time, depending on how much time she can um, be away from work. Because usually at this time, she's still working. And mm-hmm. so then she would come for, let's say, three or four weeks and then um, return back and pray more about the call. And if when, she's, when she leaves here, she still feels drawn then that's usually a sure sign that our Lord is calling her here. So then she'll come back, and she'll be then entered as an aspirant, and then she, the next stage would be a postulant, and then the next stage is a novice for two years, and then after that, then she'll make her profession, and then um, after four years, she'll make her solemn vows. And the whole time of formation now equals nine years that she is in formation. And during those nine years, she can decide at any point in time, you know, I don't feel God is calling me here. Hmm. And then she then she can leave. Um, so it, yeah. once we usually like them to make that decision if she doesn't feel called here before she makes her profession. Hmm. But if it should come after, she can still leave because... Um, 
that's the possibility. That's why they give nine years of formation, because we believe that young women nowadays need more time to discern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a good thing, obviously, because I think a lot of young women or young men that are joining um, an order or uh, the seminary for the yep. priesthood, that there, there's a fear yep. that if I do this, then I'm, it's set in stone. I have to remain here the rest of my life. Right. <laughs> and so right, th- right. So it's good that, yes. obviously, the church and her wisdom has this length of time, just kind of like, yes. you know, the the married state where there's a courtship period, right? Um, that you too, yeah. before that, you would have some time to say, is this really what God's asking of me? Or is this the right person for me, right, in marriage? And um, and that's a, a good thing, right? That we don't right, have to... Right, exactly. Right. And, you know, I think, too, a good thing, too, is that we do have that formation where they come in and, like, let's say they only stay two years and then they leave. Well, they received something while they were here. Exactly. They received a lot to take back now, and, and like, let's say they fall in love and they get married. Mm-hmm. They can take that experience of what they had here into their marriage, and it will only enrich their marriage also. Exactly. Yeah, and, and enrich the process of, um, if they are seeking a marriage vocation, that yes. um, they um, they know what they're looking for. They, they yes. know um, how to have... A more healthy relationship, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I do. And you know, that's a very important thing nowadays is that healthy relationship and healthy communication. We're losing how to communicate with one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, we are. Because of. Sitting across from each other, just texting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, do they even remember what the color of my eyes are? Exactly. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that always gets me when you go into like a restaurant and you see like four people sitting at a table and they're all texting each other and nobody's like actually conversing. Talking, yeah. I mean, it's sad. You know, it's, it's, it's silent, silent ventriloquism. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Silent right. ventriloquism. Um, so the body language um, is important as being uh, called to the religious life also, Father and Mother, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, this isn't something where... Now, in uh, Carmelite, there's, there's different... Uh, in the different vocations, there's different charism mm-hmm. within those vocations. Mm-hmm. It's just like being right. out in the working world. Um, can right. we maybe between the two of you touch on that just a little bit? Like, sure. Father, do you want to give a little example yeah. of how you are, and then Mother mm-hmm. will have an yeah. example of your day? Okay, so obviously, yeah, I'm a parish priest, so I would be what they would call a secular priest. I live out in the mm-hmm. world with the people, um, mm-hmm. and so I'm amongst the normal lay people of everyday life, and um, and so my interactions are with. Uh, the people that are out in the world. Um, and so that would be different, obviously, from a priest who's in a religious community, right? Not that he doesn't at times go out into the world, right. but they live in right. community, and so they're uh, together as brothers. And Yeah, they have a smaller community within yep. the world community. Yep, and then, right. Mother, if you want to tell us a bit about how you would differ, I guess, in your charism. Yes, yes, right. Um, well, the first thing is that Father, like you're out there in the world with all the people, mm-hmm. and we're inside the monastery praying, but the number one person we're praying for are all the priests. Us Carmelites have a great devotion to pray for priests. 
So we're backing you up with prayer as you're ministering to all those people. Thank so you. here at the monastery, <laughs> yes. oh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, priests really mean a lot to us. Each yeah, Carmelite, when we enter, that's the first thing. Pray for priests. Mm-hmm. And the bishops also, you know, and it goes all the way to the Holy Father. Yeah. So yeah. we take that very much to heart. So we're here in the monastery, and we are living a life with other sisters, and we need in the chapel to chant the Psalms to our Lord and to mm-hmm. join all those priests that are also praying from their breveries, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, other religious too. But then once we leave the chapel, we are interacting with each other, um, in silence and solitude, and we do that silence and solitude so that we can be in commune with our Lord. And so at the monastery, we all have duties that we do, cooking, cleaning, um, answering mail, but we do that with the intention also of praying to our Lord for the, in- the needs and intentions of the world. But also at the same time, we're also living an interior life, and what I mean by that is that um the journey is also interior. So we're always striving for that purity of heart. Everything we do, we're trying to do it with the most pure intentions. Well, this is this has been wonderful, Mother, and there's so many more questions that we could ask and oh, yeah. things to go over. Um, but we do yeah. have to go, um, we have to yeah. let you go, and we have to go um, to another yeah. guest. Um, yeah. Thank yeah. you for your time. Uh, it, you're, I really encourage anybody to um, call them, look them up yeah. online, um, go and yeah. take a retreat there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, with yeah. that, we are going to bring in, with our next guest, Mother, is going to be brother david and he is going to come and join and talk with us from oregon but he started with ritz in north dakota so but okay okay thank you so much thank you and ever yep father (laughs) and so yes we'll come back with brother david uh after the break and so we we thank you for tuning in and please please hang on the line (laughs) live engaging and local This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 